Previously on The Forge. We need your help to find and take down Tyrio. Both of your dogs look up in the sky and start barking at this cloud. At the same time, three of you cast warp, and then Benji, you apply time to each of those warps. And you suck the last of the energy from these Theorem Crystals, and then you yourself warp. And then suddenly you are back in Asterdale, and you are overcome with a splitting headache. The city of Golnhole is busier, but these people are not refugees or pilgrims. They are adventurers. This time you drag the biggest, buffest half-orc out of there. Yeah, know how to get to Fall Ruigs. You want to come with us and show us the way? I mean, I've never been there. I just know how to get there. Uh, yeah, the only one who ever survived Ruigs, well, that was Dakota, and he's hanging out by the church. Sitting on the ground, leaning against one of these crates, is this tall man. He looks pretty worse for wear. He's kind of just sitting there, and uh, everyone actually kind of seems to be ignoring him for the most part. Benji, you know that he is dressed in the traditional attire of a hunter of the order. No one believes me, but but there was a dragon. But that wasn't the weirdest thing. The weirdest thing was that a man was riding it. I think that trying to seal the pass is foolish. But if you think there is a chance of reclaiming Ruigs, I will help you get there. Around town, you can see that people are beginning to take these preparations a little more seriously. A lot of people who put off, you know, packing until the day before they leave, they're all packing now. I'm definitely not one of those people, but you know, there are those people in existence. He's talking about me. (laughs) I'm talking about me. (laughs) And you see that there's actually a notice about a gathering at the steps of the church. Um, before everybody leaves to be assigned companies um, as this large band of adventurers goes to seal the passage. Anything you guys need to do before you leave? I don't think so. I think we we did everything. You know when games are like, oh, there's no turning back from this position, save now or change your mind? Oh, okay. Like in uh, Mass Effect when it's like, this is the final hacking mission, so finish all your shit. This is just the final mission of this chapter. It's not the call your mom. Call your mom. Sleep with Thane. Check, check, done. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Dakota goes ahead and takes you guys out of town. A couple people do stop you and ask where you're going. A couple of the guards just like, oi, are you you with the scouting crew? They already left yesterday. Oh, we're uh, we're the second scouting crew. (laughs) Oh, we scout. The, the, we scout what the, the first scouting crew scouted, just to make sure that they scouted it correctly. Um, there'll actually be a third one in a couple days after us. Just watch out for them. Will you roll a bluff for me? <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no. Um, oh yeah. Um, what is that? Uh, Twelve. Yeah, you know, you know, I guess that's fair. You never, you can never be too careful with the wastes. All right, then. Um, you all be... I'm, like, covering my mouth, like, <laughs> trying not to laugh. You all be safe back there. We're, we'll expect you by nightfall. Oh, I mean, they don't know our names. But they let you guys pass. Oh, great. <sighs> Dakota takes you guys directly toward the rim. There's, like, this, um, this worn 
trail of wagon uh, wagon tracks, like a wagon trail. And he takes you along that clearly because this is probably the route that they use to get supplies. Um, and you guys can see this small crevice um, that can maybe fit uh, a group of people, five people wide, um, that leads through the start of the rim. As you guys w- reach this wall of mountains, he takes you um, off to the north, uh, to your guys' right, up a little like one-person trail that crests the mountains, and then you guys are able to look down um, on a canyon that does widen up a bit. Um, it looks like it's been actually carved out by people, probably, or widened by people. While you guys are up on the up on these mountains um, overlooking the canyon, if you guys would like to roll a perception check, you can. <laughs> I look at the ground. The ground is ashy. There's a lot of volcanic ash around if you need to gather up that for materials. <laughs> oh, hey. That's kind of cool. 18. All right. Uh, 25. Benji, you can see past the canyon, there's like this branch of the rim that kind of circles around to it. And then you can see like a a small tower that is definitely humanoid made, like kind of peeking over these. And that's your best bet is that's uh, Fort Ruig's. Nariel, you see um, on the lip of the canyon, there's actually a small bunker. And then down in the in the actual canyon part, there's this cloud of dust being kicked up, heading in the direction of um, Golden Hole. Uh, oh, do I see what's causing the cloud of dust? Or is it like one of those little dust tornadoes? It looks like it's a, a group of riders on horseback. Oh, probably the first scouts. Yes? Yep, probably. From yesterday? It's a oh. safe bet. You do see they are moving very, very quickly. And yeah, that's what you notice. Dakota continues to take you guys down um, the other side of this mountain that you crested till you're on top of the canyon um, and leads you over to the bunker. And you know the old World War II bunkers that are kind of these like square things? I don't know if you guys have seen any from like pictures of Ireland. Yeah. I've been inside one. It's it's pretty neat, but they're like these just little kind of square bunkers built into the side of mountains or cliffs. And that's kind of what you guys are seeing, but it is made with the same gray stone that is around you guys. It's pretty small, and there are only three chambers as you guys walk down the stairs. There is a large um, yet narrow window that spans the whole bunker that overlooks um, the canyon. Then there is a door to your right with another door beside it, and then a set of stairs leading down directly across from the stairs you guys pass. There is also a spyglass in the window. Ooh, I want to go look at that. Okay. <laughs> Would you guys like to look around this bunker at all? Yeah. I do as well. Go ahead and roll some perception checks and tell me what um, room you look into. There's two rooms you said, right? Yep. Uh, I look at the right room. I think the right room. Okay, so the rightest most room that is the bedchamber. I got 14. You see a series of beds, and by a series I mean just two beds with old moth-eaten um, blankets and clothes on a straw mattress, and then there is a small chest tucked underneath one of the beds. Oh, I want to look in there. Inside that chest, you find a well-preserved scroll. It looks like it's 
probably actually a scroll um, that was protected with magic. But you read it and you happen to find that it is a, f- a scroll with the form fling inscribed on it. Uh, I want that, please. And then I'm going to go. I have to go look at what scrolls do again. What Sorry. form is on it? Fling. Fling. Oh, nice. It's because um, this is a sniper's post. I was thinking that scrolls would allow you to learn a form without having to spend the XP to learn it. Um, or would you rather just be a one-time use? Um, I mean, I, learning it would be better, but... Yeah, that's what I would prefer. That's what I did with a warp book. Yeah, can I can I learn it? Yep, we'll just do that, so... And I'll make rules for it. Is it one of those cool things where you look at it, and like as soon as you read it, the words disappear, so only you know it? Yes, that's exactly what happens. Are, are you <laughs> lying to me? Nope, that's exactly what happens, because that's really cool. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then it's not like, oh, the whole party gets to look at it. Yeah. That's true. Um, Benji, what did you get for your perception? Or, yeah, your perception check. Uh, 15. Um, the door you open is to the left where, uh, sorry, where Rayla explored, and it is the privy. <laughs> you find a, a bucket that is currently full of something petrified. Oh, good. Um, and there is a small hole in the wall where you could have dumped the bucket, and it goes somewhere. Um, it does look like whoever was in here last left in a hurry because there is a small quiver of arrows that hang on the wall in the privy. Hmm. I'll take those. Grabbing the arrows, you see that they are made of some strange crystalline material. Do they look like the ooze metal? No, they are They are not made of um, quicksilver. It looks crystalline. Mm. If you want, you can roll a nature or an etheria check to try to find out what it is. I'll roll nature. Benji, do you have a bow or anything to use those with? You know, I do not. I do. (laughs) I'll totally give them to you because I don't even have archery skills. Um, what is that? Uh, 12. Okay. You know that this is something called wink crystal. Um, what? It is a clear crystalline material. Wink Crystal deals plus two damage, but has minus two durability um, and has a sneak attack perk. Once thrown, loosed, or fired, the Wink Crystal disappears from sight for one round. The user makes a stealth check for the Wink Crystal versus a perception check of the target on a success. The next round, the Wink Crystal makes a sneak attack against the target. Weapons with rank crystal that are ranked up only rank up sneak attack, not the base damage of the weapon. The attack to hit the target is dealt after the weapon reappears, having advantage um, if the stealth check is successful and disadvantage otherwise. It kind of makes me think of the, like, whistle arrow in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes! Man, I want one of those. (laughs) I thought this was really cool because... if Brittany did not want to use it for her arrows, then I was thinking you could keep them as uh, material that you could use for like daggers or something. There are 12 arrows in this quiver. I was just about to ask that. Can I keep one? Yeah, for sure. All right. I toss, I like take one out and I toss the rest of the quiver over her way. These arrows are entirely made of this crystal. Oh, that's super cool. Oh, like the whole arrow? It's not just tipped with it? It's like the entire thing? It's the thing? whole arrow, because if it was just tipped with it, it couldn't disappear. Mm. So there is definitely enough material for Benji to make a dagger out of it. And then, Nariel, you look through the spyglass? Yes, and I rolled a 14 perception. 
Um, that would bring it up to a 17 with advantage from the spy class. Dope. You are able to catch the tail end of these scouting of a scouting party um, as they leave the canyon. Um, they do have to go single file through that little crevice that you guys went through, but you see that they are still going very quickly. Um, scanning ahead, you see that there is a larger dust plume well beyond the canyon in the wastes, but you don't know what it is. I can't like squint and make it out. Uh, it is it is a dust cloud that is very dusty. It looks like it's kicking up a slight dust storm. Something I do want to point out is that the skies are totally clear right now. The skies are totally what? Clear. Oh. I don't like that. Hmm. Okay. Um, at this point, Dakota is getting a little fidgety. Oh, we can bail. He he looks to you guys um and says down those stairs will lead you through the passage to Ruigs. You'll come out in the dungeon area. Or like in our lower level dungeons. Um, it's where we we studied some of the creatures we brought back from the wastes. But I can't go with you any further than here. But you'll like chill here and then we can come back and you'll help us leave, right? I don't know if I'll be able to. Uh, the longer I stay in the wastes, the more risk I have of becoming corrupted and mm. you i don't know maybe bail and i also don't know what will happen when everybody else shows up so benji thank you I, I think it'd be best if i left um i will do what i can to prevent them from sealing the past though i can't make any promises i do hope you guys can can clear out ruigs and save it it's an important an important um bastion against the horrors that are out there and he looks out the window kind of squinting toward that dust cloud yeah well, thank you for your help good luck um and he kind of gathers up his robes and leaves out the stairs that lead up ducking to make sure that his hat doesn't um hit the top of the roof what do you guys do um go into the dungeon unless um rayla do you want to learn that form first and just take an hour rest here or what and no. then fling ourselves over there. <laughs> no, I can only spring. I can only fling small objects. It's okay. I have a couple new forms, so I think it's not like anything that I think will be like super useful right now. Um, so I can just uh, we can just save it for later. You know what I have now? Huh. <laughs> the sonic aspect. <laughs> nice. That's a good thing to know. Going that stormcaller route, baby. All right. So you guys head down those stairs. Yeah. You start down the stairs, and after about 20 steps, um, the stairs go from a person-made brick to carved-out stone. The path is fairly treacherous. Um, the walls are smooth, but it's pretty dark, so you guys will likely need a source of light. I have one of those. You do. Light. <laughs> you said, let there be light. I would like everybody to roll a endurance, athletics, or acrobatics check. I got a nine. I got a 23. 14. Rayla, where are you in this line of people going down the stairs? Um, probably the last person. While you're walking down these stairs, you do end up tripping. Oh, no, but, I'm sorry. But the person who is in front of you... Um, got a high enough check to catch you without you taking any damage or causing anybody to fall. So oh. you guys are okay. 
These stairs go down for about half a kilometer, but they do slowly taper off after 200 meters. However, um, once you hit the end of this half kilometer, there is a um, divergence in the path. In front of you sits a fork leading into three different tunnels. You see, Nariel, since you have your light, from where you the, the path you guys took looks chiseled, like the stone was slowly chipped away. But then as you as this whole thing tapers off, it seems to smooth out a little bit. If you would like to roll a nature check, you are more than welcome to. Uh yes. Uh nineteen. It looks like the walls in these tunnels have actually been scratched away Ooh. from something with large claws and not through the use of digging tools. Additionally, the path was originally the size that could fit about a large creature. Now it's large enough to fit a huge sized creature. Let's not go that way. Is there? Is it possible to roll like an Etheria check on that? Uh, yes. I got an 11. Um, you can tell that some kind of magical means is present within these this tunnel system. Oof. Okay. I let my friends know that. All right. So these three forks split, like I said, one heads southwest, another heads directly west, and the last one um, leads northwest. So there's one to your left, one straight ahead, and one to your right. If you guys would like, you can roll a perception check. I go blind. I got a 15. A 12. Um, Benji, you go blind. Um, and then Nariel and Rayla, you both catch um, a slight breeze with somewhat fresher air coming from the path to the northwest. And you notice that there is no sound or air movement coming from the path to the southwest. I mean, are we looking to play dangerous games or are we trying to go to the freshness? Plus, I don't think we need to play dangerous games. <laughs> I don't think so either. Do you want to take the fresher path or is that a bad idea? I... Mm. So, okay, so there are three paths. Yep. One is, like, visibly scratched into the mountain or the tunnel or wherever. One that is, like, carved nicely. And the third one is what? Um, so, actually, at this point, everything looks like it's been carved away with um, large claws. And it's opened up quite a oh. bit. Um, it was back behind you that looked like it was carved out with uh, chiseled and, and with tools. And so you have one path to the southwest that has no air currents and no sound. There is one path directly in front of you that has a slight ethereal presence. And then there is a uh, path leading to the northwest that has fresh air or fresher air. Yeah, the, f the fresh air one. Yeah, I'm down with that. Benji, do you want to roll a quick nature check? 28. Wow, holy cow. Okay, you know Heck. that the path to the northwest will take you to the northern half of that branching arm of the uh, the rim, and you know that Fort Ruiggs is on the southern arm, or southern side of that branching arm of the rim. Oh. And you just know that kind of by tracking where you've been, um, and also from what you saw on the top of the mountain. And the, the um, fresh air path was that was the one going to the north yes it is 
Hmm. Okay. So that's not going to take us where we want to go. Do you guys want to go southwest or straight ahead west? Southwest is where the fort is, right? Or no? Did I make that up? Uh, you don't You don't know, but Benji does point out that you uh, want to be on the southern end of the rim. So... I guess southwest? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. You guys um, take the southwest path, which does still have... It, it is still a little bit bigger um, to fit like a huge sized creature or something like that. And it is still carved out of that, out of the stone using large claws, um, but it's still smoother than what it was when it was chiseled. And then after about 200 meters, it narrows again down to a large sized creature or smaller to fit through and becomes um, more chiseled. Or it, it looks like it's been chiseled instead of eaten away. Mm. It does take another half kilometer before you guys uh, find yourselves at a dead end. Fortunately, Nariel has a light illuminating the path, and you see that what blocks your way is actually a stone slab that looks like it was put there on purpose. And it also looks like there is some script carved in this slab. Rayla, you have had plenty of experience reading Dwarven script at this point, so if you would like to read or uh, roll a linguistics check with advantage, you are more than welcome to. Sweet. I will. Uh, 16. All right. You are able to make it out. This thing all things devours. Birds, beasts, trees, flowers. Gnaws iron, bites steel. Grinds hard, stone to metal. Slays kings, ruins towns and beats high mountains down. Often squandered in fate spun, here someday it will be undone. <laughs> Additionally, beneath this riddle, there is the imprint of a large hand. Like inhumanly large or just like a big um, dude's hand? Like a like probably a half-orc sized hand. And then within okay. that handprint is a smaller imprint of a smaller hand, like a gnome sized hand. Time. Just as with Sprungspas, when you say the word, nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to cast time on it, bud? I think I'm gonna have to cast time. Do you have to like, like infuse it in your palm and then like press on it? Yeah. Do I have to use a form, or can you? Do you have to use a form to like use an aspect? No, not in this case. Just channel, just channel time. You have time, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Or do we have to have say it in Dwarven again? Ding, ding, ding. We had to say it in Dwarven last time. You did yeah, have we, to say it in Dwarven last time. Paul said ding, ding, ding. Rayla, you do know the word time in um, Dwarven is tid. Um, I say tid. And just as with Sprung's boss, the text illuminates, but the path is not opened before you. Hmm. So maybe you need to put the aspect on it and say it? Maybe I put my hand into the spot and say Tid. Nothing more occurs. Hmm. Alright, I'll cast time with my hand in there. And? Nothing happened. Oh, say Tid. There you go. And with that... I was like, you gotta say the word, man. <laughs> there is a slit in the wall that appears, and um, this slab opens up in half to reveal a dark hallway. Does it light up with my staff? Yes, the hallway is illuminated. Um, and I actually, I took an extra step 
um, in this dungeon to actually read to you what you guys see this time. Oh. Yes, I have. I, I went a little bit farther with this dungeon than um, usual. So anyway, here it is. Exiting the tunnel, you are greeted by a sickeningly sweet smell of decay. A faint dripping and the clinking of a chain can be heard echoing off the stone walls. You stand in a dark tunnel. Light filters down from a set of ascending stairs to your right. In front of you, you can barely make out a sliver of light shining beneath a door at the end of the hallway. There are two um, torches in wall sconces. They are not lit. I light them. Um, okay, so you walk over to the wall sconces and light the torches? Yep. They are on both sides of that door that had the light shining through. Um, and it is, a, it is a double door, so a large-sized door. Um, does it have a handle or like a, a um, oh. keyhole? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know that these doors have handles. There is a keyhole as well, but it looks like um, it, it looks like it's unlocked. Can I peek through the keyhole? Sure. Um, roll a perception check. 14. Um, it is pretty light in that room. Uh, the light source is surprising as it's coming through the roof. Um, it looks like um, it, it looks like a room you actually vaguely recognize. Um, it looks very similar to the dungeon of the last fort that you were in, um, Fort 49. Just like with before, uh, there is a balcony with a set of stairs leading down. Um, it does look like you can see the top of cages, but you don't see any torture equipment this time. Um, and it looks like the cages are empty. Oh. Yeah, no thanks. Um, is there any other doors in this area? Um, there's the stairs that lead up, but that's it. I kind of want to um, scout up the stairs a little bit. Okay. Um, do you want to roll a stealth check for me while you're scouting up the stairs? Or what are you thinking? 14. Fantastic. Yeah, you are stealthed up the stairs. Um, as you head up the stairs, I'm going to read you this, and then you can um, roll a perception check to get a little bit more information. The stairs ascending from the dungeons are sticky with blood. Cresting the top, your stomach churns as you look around what was once meant to provide a place to meet and relax within the fort. A gaping hole in the floor's enormous trapdoor leads to a cage beneath it. Uh, two halves of the same table rest torn apart on opposite sides of the room. Chairs are sprawled and smashed all around the room. Viscera paints the walls near a rack full of broken and toppled over spears. Despite all the blood and carnage... Not a single body is seen in the Great Hall. Instead, the door leading out of Ruigs to the Wasteland rests open slightly, and bloody footprints, human and beast, lead out of the fort. You may roll a perception check if you like. Thirteen. Looking around, you happen to look up, and you see a strange, like, fleshy webbing all over the ceiling. Probably wasn't meant to be there. There's this, like, strange ugly humanoid creature with um with fur all over its body a long snout that's uh that's a bit oversized kind of like a, a pig snout um but not quite and then enormous pointed ears it has it is hanging upside down from the rafters um with its arms wrapped around itself to the point where there's a little bit of um like webbing underneath their armpits Adjacent to them is a gnome who is wrapped up in this same fleshy material 
um, that has bound it to the banisters as well. He sees you, Benji, and shakes his head in a manner of, This is why they never came back. Is this thing like a spider bat? Gross. Yeah. I can safely tell you, you have never encountered this creature in your life. You have no idea what it is. <laughs> is it? I mean, that's probably accurate, but is it a spider at? Is I it a hate beast? it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Well, I take his advice and just go back downstairs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, okay. No. <laughs> I was like, okay, you're right. No. Well, see, I'm, I'm curious about what's in that room downstairs, too. I mean, maybe you can stealth and see what's down there, or... I, I kind of go b- stealth back down the stairs and nod for the others to come up with me. Ugh. Okay. Okay. Um, Nariel and Rayla roll an insight check upon coming upstairs. Um, I got 11. I get a 3, I don't have insight. <laughs> Looking at this gnome, there is a flicker of recognition as he sees you two come up the stairs with Benji. What? A flicker of recognition? Oh no. Yep, that's all you got with that insight. Oh no. Who is it? Who is it? Who do you think it is? You literally have no idea he is wrapped up in fleshy webs. I know, but still, think of all the only gnome we know. Benji? Benji. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. Benji's the only gnome. Am I? Yeah. You guys don't know any other gnomes? I mean, not really. I mean, Humility mm. knows the one gnome from the... Uh, Malcolm. Yeah, Malcolm. But um, I, I don't I don't think oh. we know any other mm. gnomes. Maybe we do, and I'm just being a giant shit. I don't know. <laughs> well, um, of, of course, um, Rayla knows... Um, what's her name? From the bar. Oh, Jamika. Jamika. Yeah, yeah. I think we need to take care of this thing. The only other option I can think of is, yeah, te- checking out that other stairs in room one right where we were just at and then or touching on the wall to see if there's a random hidden route oh wait we already found that secret passage a girl can dream all right so this this spider bat thing um is it like asleep right now uh it does look to be asleep right now it is also just afternoon since you guys left in the early morning and so there is light shining through the uh, some of the broken windows. Oh, that's probably why. Hmm. Do we leave this thing? Like, if it's gonna be asleep, I don't know. Like, how how hard would it be to wake it up? I mean, we would get a we would probably get a surprise round on it. Attack! I'm just worried about like traveling later into the night and then it starts scouring around. Yeah, that's. I don't want it. I don't want it to be here when it's nighttime. All right, so you're attacking this this nasty boy. I think we should. I have an idea. Maybe. Don't throw a bomb at it. <laughs> no, I'm going to throw a bomb at it. <laughs> but what about the but, guy up there? Or the girl, we don't really know. But I'm thinking I could, like, set a trap underneath it, and then when we attack it, like, we could attack its feet, and then it falls into the trap. Wait, wait. What if you... Before we do that, what if... One of you guys uses that those new arrows to shoot down the guy who's entangled first. And maybe if we can catch him or something, or her? It is a male gnome. Oh, okay. We could set up some kind of trap so that when we attack it, 
maybe we can get it to like loose its feet that I'm, I'm assuming it's hanging upside down from its feet, right? It is. Yep. So if we can get it to loose its feet and then have it fall into our trap, which could either be through like a, you know, an ethereal wall that'll damage it on the way down into a bomb. Hmm. That's kind of my best plan right now. It's not a bad plan. No, it's not. Really quick to describe where this creature is in relation to the ground. Just near the stairs, there is a broken chunk of the table um, about a meter from the torn apart trap door. And the the creature is hanging upside down just uh, above that table. Oh, okay. I think in, like in that spot then above the table or below that. No, the spot between the broken pieces of the table that it's under where he is. I can place a bomb if someone else wants to cast any kind of wall for it to pass through on the way down and then we attack its feet. That's fine. I also have the form uh, arrow now that I could maybe shoot at its feet to help out. Dude, do you remember the arrow from... um? from when Mathis was using it. Yeah. Where he like creates that swarm of arrows. How oh fucking cool is that? I forgot about that. Oh, mm-hmm. what a good form. So that's what I got now. I think I know what to do. I was like, hmm, what bombs should I use? I'm going to use my breaking bomb because it does sonic damage. Nice. And I'm assuming it's kind of, I mean, if it, I don't know, it seems like a bat. I'm going to guess that it's very sensitive to noise. Hmm, that's fair. So I'm going to, do I need to like roll another stealth or just keep my original stealth you are good with your original stealth the only thing that sees you is the gnome um how far away is the gnome from the scent like that table area oh he's directly adjacent to the um the bat creature like how how high is the ceiling from the floor eight meters up oh perfect all right that's great i just wanted to make sure he wouldn't be in the radius of the explosion Nice. We'll cast a time wall and then he'll freeze in it and then we can just whack him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just cast Breath of the Wild stasis on it and just like whack, whack, whack. whack. <laughs> there you go. And then he'll launch. Yeah. <laughs> That's what flings for. <laughs> there we That's go. What We've done terror it. Terror is for. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to stealth over. Is there anything I can do to tinker with my bomb so that it would explode on the impact of it being hit by this spider bat. Roll a tinker check. Ten. That's enough. Um, You are able to tinker with it to make sure that it will break on something impacting it. So then I set that directly below it, and then I kind of, I back off and kind of, with my hands motion for one of the others to create a wall like an ethereal wall or with whatever aspect they want kind of between the bomb and the spider bat thing Britt I need you to do that because I do not have wall that's okay do we want to make it a time wall so it freezes or no I was kind of joking kind of also not joking about that well I wanted to hit the bomb so it'll actually have that um, sonic explosion first. Okay. So I was kind of just thinking it would damage it on the way down. Oh, okay. Or, I mean, I guess we don't even necessarily need to do that then if we just wanted to hit the bomb. Mm-hmm. 
Benji, are you cool with me considering that your surprise action? Yeah. Okay. Because it was like moving around and then placing the bomb and all that stuff. Yeah. Cool. All right. So then what is the next person going to do? Did we decide no wall or wall? Yeah, we decided wall, I think. But like so it can face through, right? Because we want the spider bat to hit it on the way down, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You could cast it, like, directly on the bomb so that it's still, like, in it when it hits the ground. And so it un- it would take the damage until it moves out of it. I'm confused. I'm confused about what's happening right now. Because, okay, so you're you're throwing the bomb at it so that you... No, no, no. He is... Benji has placed the bomb on the ground so that when this creature falls, it will land on the bomb. And then the bomb will go off. Because if he throws the bomb at the creature, it'll blow up the gnome. Fair. Okay. So if we cast a wall, like, right above the bomb, it'll just keep... It can't go anywhere. Yeah, it'll just be standing in the wall. Yeah, let's do that. Um, And I'm gonna make it an electric wall, because for fun. Alright, that's one of your actions. Yep. Um, and then my other action, I think, is going to be to... I'm going to try to hide. Um, so you can hide, like, up the stairs, behind the spear racks, um, down the stairs you guys came up. There are the other two rooms. There's a, a an open door that leads into, like, a little, like, kitchen area. Um, and then there is a double door that is meant for a large creature or something that leads to another room with a trap door. Um, I just want to be able to shoot it with my bow. You just tell me where you want to hide. From where I want to be. So maybe up the stairs a little bit. Can I still see it if I'm up the stairs a little bit? Yeah, definitely. So those stairs, um, they have like a slight railing, but it's not totally covered. So you're able to actually get up to it um, and look down on the bomb while also being outside the bomb's radius. Okay. This gnome continually shakes his head at you guys. Man, I wish we could talk to him. Rayla, it is your turn for this surprise round. I'm gonna conjure up some arrows, and I got three of them. Wait, so you... What's your evocation rank? Three. I get three arrows, Then you get to roll 3d6s. Sweet. And Um, that's how many arrows you have. (laughs) Oh, really? Yes. Oh my god. You summon a number of arrows equal to your evocation rank d6. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I have seven arrows. Okay. I'm just going to do... Should I do air arrows? Or just regular? I'll just do... Uh, does it matter? Um, yeah. Just regular, I think, is fine. I don't think yeah. air is going to do anything s- yeah. super aggressive w- to it. Yeah, I think I'd be worried about, like, the wind hitting the gnome um okay i will just launch an arrow at it for my first action all right go ahead and roll your attack Brit, i think we need to call this lightning and thunder because it's gonna go through the electricity and then it's gonna have the sonic bump yes yeah i got um a 13 13 versus its reflex did you include your advantage from um no i didn't that's you just plus three, though, right? Yep. Um, then I have 16. In that case, you hit. One of your arrows surrounding you, hovering around you, swarming you, um, 
flies forward directed at the feet of this bat creature, surprising it as you hit it. Go ahead and roll your damage real quick. I got five. Even if you guys knew this name, this creature's name, you wouldn't know what it is. You deal five damage to this thing's feet. And in a moment of total surprise, it flinches, letting go of the banister. Without any time to react, it falls through this wall and lands on this breaking bomb that immediately disrupts the silence and the gore and the viscera that had been in this room. Go ahead and roll your damage real quick for both of those. Uh, Seven sonic damage. Uh, Thirteen electric damage from the wall. (laughs) Damn, okay. The three of you prepare for this thing's reaction. Uh, Meanwhile, this gnome in the rafters is wiggling around in its fleshy web mesh and begins screaming, No! You need to flee! You need to get out of here! It's not safe! And as the dust settles, this creature rises and attacks. Necroforge was created by Paul and Brittany Swenson, and they are joined in playtesting by Maddie Eby and Dylan Krischer. The Forge is edited by Brittany Swenson, with music by Darren Curtis. If you like the show, subscribe on iTunes, Anchor, or whatever your preferred podcatcher is so you'll never miss an episode. And while you're at it, please rate and review us, it really helps. Have a question? Comment? Want to host your own Necroforge campaign? Email us at necroforge at gmail.com or message us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And remember... None of this is possible without your continued listenership. So thank you, and we'll see you next time.